Last time on Out of the Forest. You must have already made uh, arrangements with those close to you, so maybe a ritual farewell is less necessary. Maybe we'll just take you now, shall we? Wait, this isn't part of it. Aren't we supposed to have, like, a last meal and everything? Uh, the, the, the cop it has grabbed your arm and is, is moving you to put you in the handcuffs. You know these people better than we do, and I'm gonna have to requisition this minivan to follow after them. My friends and my neighbors of Brandywine, Alex does not get an opportunity to meet with us, to spend his last moments with us, to be grieved with us and by us. I say it's wrong. We taking this straight to the Legion headquarters, huh? Damn right we are. We will infuse you with a darkness provided by the Red Moon. Alright, y'all. In the name of the United States Army, I'm going to have to ask you to step aside and vacate these premises. The, the door across from Alec burst open and several creatures step out of the stairs beyond that door. A spirit box. I would like to basically use that and like suck up this mist yeah it 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 begins sucking it up in the eyes of one of them you see someone you recognize jackson everybody get out pulls out his nine millimeter like pops a couple of shots and then just like slams the door behind him can i try and use my device to to like decode what they're saying so hungry feed must Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about finishing up this one-shot and getting back to the regular RPG, maybe. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris, and I'm your GM slash keeper, and I'm joined by my players. I'm Evan, and I play Justicar Jarris Hastings. <laughs> I'm Dominic, and I play Sergeant Raymond James. I'm Jessica, and I play Alexander Everhart. And I'm Alistair, and I play Beth Waterman. The scene in front of the Legion HQ is that of sheer chaos. People are running to and fro trying to get into their cars. They all drove here to, well, they weren't quite sure what the plan was. They were riled up about an injustice and seeking to do anything that might actually matter. But now the beasts are loose. There are about five of them in the parking lot outside the Legion being fought off valiantly by you four. Jessicar drained from his battle with the, the Red Mist. Uh, Sergeant Janes having managed to keep at a distance uh, with, with his gun foo and, and suplexing. Uh, Alex managing to, to have kept out of most of the combat and having been protected from his, his uh, prior experience with the, the warping magics of the Blight. And Beth having dove headfirst into this, trying to make sure no one else got hurt bleeding profusely from various wounds she's incurred, but seeming not to slow down whatsoever. There has been more than a few collisions as many people try to drive cars out of here, and the policeman who had been harrying you seems not quite sure what to do with this situation, as the members of the Legion who have escaped the building seem similarly confused and backing away, uncertain if they should intervene. 
the monsters are, are rushing towards you, Alec, as you, you hold the box filled with the mist that they seem to seek. What are you doing? Okay, um, is, is Oblix around? Do I see him? Uh, yeah, I think Oblix followed you out, and he's sort of standing at your side, not not doing, like, the protective dog thing where, like, he's down and ready to fight, but just sort of standing there, yeah, looking he at his paw, give... waiting for something to happen. He doesn't give a shit. Um, um, are they, like, sprinting at me, or do I have time to, like... I-, I think at this moment that we've kind of frozen in time, they are sniffing the air, and a couple of them have fo- have locked their eyes on it, and they seem to be prepared to rush you. Uh, but they have not yet started moving in your direction. You've got a little bit of distance and a little bit of time to okay. make a decision and make a move. Okay. Um, I think the first thing I'm going to do is just fucking nudge Obelix to the side of me and just say, what do we do? What do we do? Obelix stops uh, licking his paw and kind of looks up at you and then looks at the uh, beast and just goes, I'd recommend not dying. Or did you have a more specific question? How do How do we destroy the beasts? How do we protect this town? Uh, yeah, go and give me an investigative mystery. Yeah. What do we get? This is a nine. So yeah, you get to ask what uh, it can destroy. It. Oblix looks at them and then looks at you and just goes, you have to destroy the blight itself. And for that, it has to take on a physical form. Once you have sufficiently threatened its status quo, you've got it captured. So you're, you're pretty close to getting it there, but maybe even the odds a little more and it'll be forced to make itself vulnerable to stop you. And then he goes back to licking his paw as if the beast aren't like halfway to you at this point. Okay, so I have to destroy the mist, I think. Uh, no, it, it was saying that you, you have to, to uh, even the odds. It is the only way to make it f- make the... Even even the odds against uh, the mist or even the odds against the beast? The, the beast, I think. Uh, I may not have made that as clear as possible, but yeah, basically you have to make it clear that like you're going to be a problem and then the blight itself will form into a more physical form that you can actually destroy got it okay um and currently there are five beasts and four of you mm-hmm. and uh what, what is everyone else doing as the conversation is happening because that was probably your turn for a lack of a better word yeah i think beth is still distraught um over seeing what's happened to her son um she's like you guys pulled her out of the room and she came along willingly but she's kind of just standing there in the parking lot like still holding her knife and her you know her brass knuckles on the other hand just like staring she's just not sure what to do she doesn't want to hurt him um but she doesn't know if there's any other way jairus is probably gonna jump in like front of people you know with his shield and kind of be ready to kind of like fend off the first monster that comes to him and attack him. All right, yeah, uh, go and give me an act under pressure. See, as you try and run uh, interference. Uh, nine. It's a nine. Um, yeah, so you run in there and uh, sort of start like using your shield again between the beast and everyone else who's like trying to decide what to do next. Uh, and and you manage to kind of fend them off. Um, but as you as you do, as you like knock a couple back, there's a lot of these beasts at this point, and one gets a nice cut into you before three harm as it just swings its massive clawed arm just down your side. Yeah, I mean at this point I think he's like down on one knee, trying to defend people, and he really does not look good and probably coughs up blood or something like that. That's fair. Uh, Sergeant, what are you up to? At first. First thing that he does, I think, when he when he gets out, is tries to kind of rally the people. They're panicking. They are a mob, and I think he's got enough experience to know the the power that a mob can have. 
Um, so I think he's, like, calling out and trying to get people to, like, stop. Like, calm down. You've got torches and shit. <laughs> like, let's... <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to rally them to, to, to join you and help out? Yeah. Uh, yeah, go and give me a, uh, manipulate someone. Uh, you can take plus one for your recognized authority. That is nope. a six. six. Uh, is anyone helping out as they see Sergeant try and uh, rouse a few souls to your side? Yeah, this is something Beth did earlier, so I think she can put herself uh, at his side and try to sort of use some of that same, you know, energy that she invigorated everyone else with uh, to try to get them to stay and help. All right, yeah. Uh, give me some help out as this. You all, you both join your voices together, calling out to try and get any aid you can. Eight. All right, yeah. Um, I, I, I think, yeah, you, you, you call out uh, trying to get their attention, and, and a lot of them are just too panicked. They're already trying to get into their cars and wall up. Uh, you do get a couple people who, who come over with what... Uh, what they brought over a torch and one person actually reaches in the back of their pickup truck, truck and pulls out a shotgun. Nice. Oh. Uh, and uh, just pulls out the gun and just blasts one, the, one of the beasts that was uh, already pretty harmed. That beast uh, just starts staggering. Uh, the rest of which, other, the other four are now rushing Alec and are, are quite close to getting him. And I think uh, as, as they go, go past, they, they kind of just push you again, Beth. As, as you, like, make your way over to try and uh, help Sergeant, and you're just knocked to the ground. I don't think it causes any harm, but I think it's gonna, you're just gonna have to deal with the fact that you've been, had the wind knocked out of you. Yeah, I'm already so, so hurt, anyway. You are pretty hurt. Uh, I think you leave a decent pool of blood on the ground just landing. Yeah, I think she just stays there for a bit. She has to catch her breath. Oh, I'm just gonna, just gonna take a breather. Just <laughs> gonna right, sit down Alec, here. what are you doing? There are, uh, at this point, four beasts almost upon you. One that's kind of staggering behind them, but is very badly injured. Yeah. Uh, you you have a, a small uh, crowd, like three people from the crowd, uh, making their way to to aid in this assault. Uh, and Jerris is on one knee, and Beth is on the ground. Um, when the townspeople fled, did they like drop things? Uh, yeah. There's probably like some torches and and maybe some. I don't know what are townsfolk just bring after they came from a party. Alcohol. Uh, Alcohol. I, I, I mean, <laughs> it's a bottle. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think there is just like a broken bottle amongst the, the, the stuff. I think that that wouldn't be too far-fetched coming from a, what is it? a somber party, but a party nonetheless. Um, well, because Alec doesn't really have any weapons. All, all he has is his fists. And if Oblix... He's got kung fu. He's got kung the greatest fu, weapon of all. Yeah. Um, if, a balanced if, breakfast. <laughs> if, if Obelix <laughs> is telling him that he needs to make it obvious that they're a threat, then they need to, like, up the ante a little bit. And is there a way that using the things around him, uh, Alec could make, like, a Molotov cocktail? Throw it at the beat. Uh... I think with a little bit of weird science, you might be able to make it work. Yeah, because <laughs> your your weird science is very much just like doing something that shouldn't be able to be possible, but doing it. Uh, anyway, Jesus. Let's try it. Ha. Uh, yeah, it's a nine. Um, so I believe you pick one of the complications, and I pick one of the complications. I don't know. It'll take a, a little bit of time to get it working. Right. It, that, that does say a long time to get it working. Uh, I, I don't, don't think I didn't get you trying to cut that down. Uh, <laughs> uh, cries the, of Paladin. The, the, se the second is uh, 
that I've chosen is it won't work exactly as you intended. Okay. Um, but you're not going to get it done in time, and those monsters are closing in, so someone's going to need to do something to give Alec time to finish making this Molotov cocktail. In, in true 40k fashion, Sergeant Raymond James is going to use a pistol in close combat. Um, nice. <laughs> and move to, to intercept and engage. Alright, yeah. Uh, give me a kick some ass as you just move into this crowd of beasts and just start fucking going Keanu Reeves on them. Uh, kick some ass. Tough. Submit. It's a nine? Nope. Hold on. I didn't roll. That's a six again? Oh, boy. Woof. Wow. That's do you have... Too. Do yeah. you have luck still? Because we could use luck. Uh, yeah. yeah and this if, is probably no. the last time these characters exist. So. Uh, if I use luck, he is doomed. And I can't yeah. quite remember what that means. It means that basically I just get to start trying to kill you, essentially. But, okay. like, we're at the end of this. So yeah, fuck it. Look. You, you rolled a six going into a combo with this. Yeah. Um, you go into this uh, and just start, are, are preparing to, to, to start firing into it. Um, when the, the beast that... You, you're trying to go intercept the ones that are after Alec, and the one, the one that was staggering behind uh, just nearly surprises you. Uh, but it just happens to stagger on a, on a bit of torch that was uh, dropped from one of the previous uh, mob members, and it gives it lets out a grunt that gives you the notice you need to do whatever you're about to do with that luck. Uh, so let's see. With the twelve, I get to. Um, I think it it is just like the the one lurches up to get him, and maybe he just shoots that one as it's getting close. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it, it, it collapses in a heap, and uh, Alec, you feel the, the recorder you've stored this red mist in kind of jump in your hands a little bit when that happens. And then um, he's going to kind of move into, again, to intercept and just, like, probably, like, clotheslines one of them, and, and maybe, like, shoots their feet or, like, their legs or something. Gotcha. Like, I don't think he's able to kind of, like, like, do any real damage, but he can at least, like, slow them down a little bit as he kind of, like, slides in to intercept. Yeah, you get in there and make yourself an obvious threat, obvious enough that it causes them to kind of back off Alec for the time being. Uh, They they do trot with there being um, uh, four of them at this point after you shot down that uh, staggering one. Um, they, they, they do manage to kind of blindside you a couple times, taking uh, large bites into you um, for three harm. And uh, but, but you manage to get them off Alec in time for him to finish his device, uh, which is a very crude Molotov cocktail-esque uh, <laughs> concoction. Are you, are you throwing that, Alec? Um, right at the sergeant. <laughs> No, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like where to throw it because I'm like, it, I'm trying to think of like if we should just fucking set the Legion building on fire and then push them into the fire. You know what I mean? Or if I should maybe. Yeah. You know what? Yes. Because I, right, I, yeah. I want the biggest fire possible. So I'm like, I want. <laughs> I want to. I want to fucking set this Legion building ablaze. Now, there's a very important decision you have to make. Do you, when you throw this Molotov cocktail, do you shout Kobe or do you shout Yeet? Um, <laughs> or Yo Yeet? If it, if you know what, I, I would probably, knowing Alec, it would be a hundred percent. Okay. 
I feel like it's you... also a distance throw. This isn't like going for accuracy. You're just no, no, trying no. to get yeah. it there. I'm trying to I'm trying to set this building ablaze. So yeah, I think that's you a shout yeet. yeet as you toss this with as much force as you can into the wall, and it explodes. Like there's a fiery burst of explosion that kind of knocks anyone close to it like down. Which I think includes Jairus uh, and a couple of the Legion members that were still a little close. And then um, the, the the headquarters begins to to steadily catch a blaze. It's not quite as fast as you would hope from a Molotov cocktail, but then it ended up being a little more explosive than we're predicting. So, and suddenly uh, I need you to go and give me an act under pressure. Aha! Uh-huh. It's a 12. Uh, yeah, the, um... Alec is cool the, the, the at all times. recorder storage device uh, jumps in your hand, but you manage to grab it and kind of wrap your arms around it before it can jag itself out of your arms. Uh, the, the, the monsters are now kind of distracted by the fire, um, and there's just an acrid stench, uh, going over the crowd as whatever was in that is burning and it smells terrible. Um, and the monsters are, are like groaning as, as that stench uh, wafts over uh, this whole area. In a bad way? Or like, like are they like upset about it? Or are they like, man, that smells delicious? Uh, in a bad Got way. Got it. Like they're upset about okay. it. Um, there's rarely a good groan. <laughs> um, well, no, hold on now. <laughs> Another shotgun blast uh, uh, rings out as as the, the 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 woman with the shotgun just lets loose another salvo. Jarris and Beth, you are both on the ground for slightly different reasons. Uh, neither of you are doing very well at all. You're both very injured. Yeah. Uh, what are you all doing? Um, I think Beth is dragging herself over towards Jarris, um, and without even asking maybe she'll ask first but i think she's just gonna start doing um first aid on him to try to get him back up in the fight all right yeah give me that roll um and i can do diy surgery which is roll plus cool and on a 10 plus it's all good so let me see if i can do that hey that's a 10 yeah very nice do your surgery uh, what exactly are you doing? You just have like a first aid kit on you, or um, <laughs> just like tear off she bits of your clothes? Yeah, an operating table out of nowhere. I mean, I mean, the, the, the move is go. does say quick and dirty first aid. I don't think yeah, she's doing. I think she's yeah, I think she's ripping a strip off of her shirt sleeve or something, and like tying a tourniquet or something along those lines. Yeah, you're, you're tearing off strips of clothing and uh, binding what wounds you can. And Jairus, you you recover one harm and stabilize from that. Uh, you still feel like shit, uh, but you no longer feel like you are dying. <laughs> Sergeant, uh, as this is happening, you, you feel a little woozy for a second. And you look down and see that the, the pendant that that uh that Jairus gave you is it the the, the light in it is is starting to, to flicker hmm. for now other than the, the slight wooziness you don't notice any other effects but you know from what little you know about this medallion that that can't be a good sign no i don't think it is um hmm. i mean i could technically use magic to learn something about that but i don't i feel like i shouldn't <laughs> I feel like that doesn't quite match my character uh, design here. Um, I think that... Um, so people have, like, dropped a bunch of stuff. Is there any chance 
I'm trying to envision like a. There okay. are no grenades here, man. No, no, no. no one would have dropped a grenade. <laughs> I'm trying to envision uh, like what I would do in a kung fu movie, which would be to get a big long stick, like a broom, and like try to shove all of these things into the building. Like, well, they did have torches. Uh, I bet get you... something. Yeah, the... get something wide and just try to catch them all and shove them on in. Yeah, I, I think there's stuff here. There's like a plank of wood you can find that probably someone just tore off a picnic table and their fervor at that great speech that Beth did because she rolled hella good. Rousing. Um, so yeah, you, you, there's like a, a, a broken plank of wood that you could probably do that with. Uh, I think that would be an act under pressure to try and get everyone, put all the beasts that you can pushed in there. Yeah, um, okay. Let's see. Can, uh, can let's Alec see. help with that? Like, can... Can, since they're like yeah. in the same area, can can he be like, yeah, absolutely, let's do this? For sure, yeah. Uh, go ahead and give me that act under pressure, uh, Sergeant, and God Alec, go ahead and give me that oof, help because he said you were already going to help. Um, That's a five for anyone who can't visibly see yeah, this. Yeah, sorry, that is five. It helps out, but it's not going to be enough, obviously, because five to a six. Could I, mm-hmm. if I use luck, would that be enough? Uh, no, help out only ever adds one. Sam. Yeah. Uh, you know what? If you want to use luck to make that that actually work, I'm gonna give it to you because you're using your very little amount of luck for that. I, I, I will give that to you. Okay. Yeah. I like this going. It's luck. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll give it to you. Um, but it is still going to be a mixed success. Um, as you you are, are trying to push these monsters, you're able to get them pretty close to it, but you're realizing that the the place has spread pretty far and like you realize as you're getting close that they are going to have a chance to kind of wriggle out of it unless you push harder and if you push harder you're going to be right in the route of a, uh, in the path of some falling burning debris so you can I, you're, you're, you can get them halfway but stay safe or you can get them all the way in the building but suffer the effects of having debris falling on you uh, Alex gonna Alex gonna say fuck it and keep going yeah Sarge, uh, Sergeant James like looks at it and goes yeah yeah <laughs> alright let's do this and just pushes Alright, yeah, you guys uh, shove these beasts into the burning building. The, the blaze is catching faster and faster. Uh, and then there's a crack, and that piece of debris that you saw those breaking off falls. And the majority of it lit and it's just dead on Sergeant's head, and some falls on Alec. Alec, you take two harm. Sergeant, you take four harm. As just like a big, like a two by, an entire, like a multiple two by fours that are on fire collapse right on your head. Uh, ignoring armor? Uh, no. Okay. It's it's just two by fours. There's no reason that would ignore <laughs> two armor. Two by fours It cuts straight through him. He's <laughs> getting pound um, on two by fours. Yeah, and uh, as you shove them in here, uh, they, they all start freaking out. The, the stench is nearly unbearable this close to the fire. Um, they all start freaking out, and Alec, um, without your focus on it, the, the recorder jumps out of your hands and just shatters on the ground. I can't be uh, good. And that red mist pours out and then begins coalescing into this, this this large creature that looks a lot like a less resolved uh, version of these beasts uh, made out of just this, this red mist as it becomes solidifying into a more solid uh, form and it lets out a, a just an ear-splitting screech and the, the three people who, who were all there for that fight flee at that sound as well as the Legion uh, leaving the four of you uh, in uh, face to face with this creature, and um, Ob- Obelix kind of trots over to you, Alec, as, as you, you stare at this thing, and just goes, "Yeah, by the way, that's the blight." Um, I'm gonna 
Alex is gonna tell Orblix, what, well, what, can, what can we do? What can harm it? Well, uh, gonna have to give me another investigating mystery roll to figure that out. <laughs> roll them their dice. Yeah, a number between takes, 1 and 12. Alec, Alec takes some dice out of his pocket just like <laughs> throws them on the ground. Rolls them on the floor. <laughs> don't, don't worry, Alec, that won't make any sense to you, but it'll make perfect sense to Jess. <laughs> That's not... Oh, I, I'm using I'm using my last luck. I, I don't give a shit. Okay. Yeah, uh... The, the, the monster begins moving towards you, and Obelix just pounces on it and taps it to the ground and then just backs you and just goes... Well, you're in a bit of luck uh, there. But, um, <laughs> get, get it, it folks! Ah! <laughs> uh, and and Obelix ah! continues. Um, th- these things are very uh, sensitive to, to, to strong smells and loud sounds, and you, you got one of those coating this area. So, you're just gonna need to power it down at this point. Power it down? Like, just overpower it. Got it. Kill it. <laughs> Um, with, all right. Uh, yeah, Alec, you also um, notice that flickering in your medallion, uh, and, and your your head feels a little light. Um, yeah. Uh, what is everyone doing? What is uh, Jarrison Beth? I think it's been a little bit since either you've done anything. You, you guys have probably at least gotten up to like a a crouch at this point. After we, uh, yeah, we can't hear Obelix. So we don't know what that conversation was. But you do see this big red monster advancing on all of them. Yeah, we sure and do. Everyone else has fled. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say that Jiris kind of understands that that this this is it. This is the thing that needs to to die. It must be purged. Kill it. Oh, man. Stabbing something until it dies. This I understand. <laughs> <laughs> this this seems familiar. Yeah. So feeling a little bit more invigorated. Um, yeah, Jairus knows what he has to do, and he, he needs to kill this thing, so he's going to go right at it and kind of stab the shit out of this thing. All right, uh, yeah, uh, give me that kick some ass as you stab the shit out of this thing. That's a seven, yeah. Um, you swing your, your, your sword at it, and it knocks it out of the way with its big, powerful claw, and it swings back, and you bring up your shield to bear, just parrying it off your shield. Uh, and this goes on back and forth uh, until you get a good shield bash into its face, uh, knocking it loose and running your sword through its gut. Uh, but seeing the undeterred by the sword straight through it, it just it grabs you by the shoulders and then uh, what, what, it kind of pulls you into it so your sword's even further stuck into it and then just grabs you by the jaw and re- just there, tears your mouth open. And I'm going to need you to roll plus tough. Oh, what? Okay. It is a nine. Uh, you kind of shake your head trying to get yourself loose, and it just just lets loose a torrent of just this red mist straight straight into you. Uh, and you manage to dodge most of it, but like y- y- you feel this mist festering inside you much like it did uh, earlier. Uh, and it kind of falls back off your sword after doing that. What is everyone else doing? Uh, Beth's going to shout, because we heard Alec... Um, ask Obelik what can harm it. Um, although we couldn't hear the answer, so I think she's gonna shout, um, what do we do? What do we do? Alex is gonna scream on the top of his lungs. It hates smell, and it hates noise. And, um, Alec, because the mist came out of the, the spirit box that he used to make that device. 
which I'm assuming, but the spirit box is still there. And this, if you've never heard a spirit box, it fucking sucks. It's like super loud <laughs> and super annoying. Um, so I think I want to, I think Alec is going to basically turn that on and dial it up to maximum and make it as fucking loud and obnoxious as possible. That's fair. It's, it sucks for all of you, it, it, but, but the monster is like, takes its claws and gra- grapples where its ears are in theory uh, and just starts uh, roaring in pain. As it's roaring, you guys hear a chorus of similar roars coming from inside the building. As as it burns more and more, um, the, the the plank that you push them into left up against it and kind of held up against it by the debris that conked you on the head. Uh, Beth, a- as you hear this roaring, you, you kind of look over and you see the twisted visage of your son staring out and it's looking right at you. And you swear amongst the roars, you just hear... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he's also on fire just to make the situation even worse yeah oh god um she's gonna grit her teeth and shut her eyes and she's got tears in her eyes I think at this point um and she's gonna cause I'm sure there are cars that, are, that were left behind when people ran off right mm-hmm, for sure um, there were some people who could like were gridlocked because there were so many cars there and they just yeah. left after everything um, got worse yeah, so she's gonna pull open a car door uh, and slam the horn in addition to the spirit box. And I like it. Make more noise. She's she's trying to drown out the sound of her son. That's fair. And is she and she's um, like laying on it, right? Like just continuous. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sergeant. Yeah. What you doing? This thing doesn't like noise. Um. Alec also Alec also said smell. Yeah. yeah. Keep in mind that, as usual, in, in, in Monster of the Week situations, uh, using their weaknesses just makes them vulnerable to being killed. It doesn't kill them in and of itself. I mean, my gun's loud. It literally says that in the text. Yeah. I'm going to shoot him with my big gun. <laughs> I'm going to shoot him in the face. <laughs> you sure are going to shoot him with your oh, big yeah. gun. Uh, uh, yeah, so I just levy the assault rifle and just give me give some a couple kicks bursts. Yeah. That's going to hurt. I'm going to roll like a two, despite the fact that I get so much shit for this. Uh, where is it? There we go. Up, up. Ah. That's a nine. It's a nine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you begin to fire your gun at this, and this monster is, is roaring. Three harms uh, for whatever as, that's worth. As as the bullets penetrate its its uh, its its form, it looks dead at you and just rushes past the paladin, shoving him to the side somewhat, and just sort of backhands. Oh you, shit! Uh, <laughs> for 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 uh, three harm. And then it, it, it just grabs you and, and picks you up and is going to bite you as everyone else gets to react. I think Alec is going to shout, Ublix, you need to help, and see if it, he, he can convince his dog to do anything <laughs> useful right, in yeah, this situation. Ublix sort of uh, <laughs> gives a, a dog version of a shrug and then rushes at the, the monster. Uh, go ahead and give me a kick smash roll for him. Okay. Just use your stats for it, because I think that's the best approximation for what's happening here. It's a Pokemon battle. Just go, uh, yeah, it's a 12. Uh, what are you going to do extra? Is there some way I can um, make sure that uh, Dom suffers less harm? Uh, you can give him plus one forward, and then that would help him getting out of the situation. Yeah, can. I'll do that. I'll give one plus one forward to Dom. 
All right, yeah, uh, Obelix is sort of like literally but being an ankle biter, uh, just sort of like distracting the monster, just biting at its ankles. Uh, and eventually the monster just sort of kicks him back and he rolls over. Obelix would, would choose the most annoying way to help out. <laughs> As he rolls away with a, with a, with a yipe, uh, he ends up on his back and just sort of like looks up at you with disdain in his eyes and just goes, goes you get me in so much trouble. Alec is just gonna kind of like shrug but not be like on his face it's like I don't fucking care what your opinion is <laughs> Jerris what are you doing unless someone else uh, has something they want to do immediately I, I have an idea but I don't know if you're gonna allow it oh, we'll see uh, he's pulling a Jessica I, I'd like yeah no I am literally because I, I was like I want to use magic <laughs> what are you trying to do um basically summon my armor so to speak i like it uh yeah Only i like it i on, think on that's one, something you pride condition if he does a magical girl transformation 100 <laughs> percent. absolutely um, give me that use magic rolls as he a he, lot of spinning summon. he is silhouetted in white for three seconds it's totally as, naked as you, but you can't tell and, angel, angel wings spread out and then cover up his uh his junk know. yeah junk R- ribbons come hey. out and they, they form into plate armor uh, yeah, you you, you call the, upon your whole, connection to it's your. It's a whole thirty minute transformation sequence, but it only feels like a couple <laughs> seconds. Even the monsters sitting there just All like right. day now. Yeah, uh, and you have your plate armor on after after you channel this spell, uh, Sergeant uh, Sergeant James. Um, this monster is is leaning in to just try and bite your head off. Essentially, what are you doing to to to? It's got you in its grasp. What are you doing to get out of that? Uh, I don't really know. There's much you can do. Um, <laughs> I I also have a crazy proposition for you, Chris. Cool. Cool, um, cool, 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 cool. So I have a move that I, I, I had absolutely no opportunity to use uh, as, as just kind of the situation. Uh, and it is deal with the agency. With your permission, uh-huh. I would like to use deal with the agency to order an air uh, airstrike. <laughs> But you call in a a rescue team that was tracking our team's disappearance. Holy shit. Okay, here, I'm going to twist that a little bit so it makes a little bit more sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to let you, uh, you you manage to, to, as you're in the script, scrape uh, your your finger to the button of uh, whatever sat link communication device you've got. Uh, which we might be a cell phone, it might be a radio. We haven't quite figured that out. It was, this has been a mar- bit of contention during this entire session. <laughs> uh, and you can basically just call out to whoever might be on the other end, anyone who can help you, and, and just mayday, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get anything that can happen. I'll let you roll a deal with the agency on that. All right. And depending on what you roll, will depend on, determine what exactly you get. Oh, God, here we go. No. <laughs> that is a six. <laughs> Uh, Damn, dude. That's okay. So I have a Hail Mary. Uh, Sergeant James, I want you to go ahead and give me your best performance of you doing a last-ditch call for help over your radio. Um, okay, so uh, he's like... I'm assuming this thing's kind of got him with one big hand. Uh, I think he's got you in both hands, just okay. squeezing you tight so you can't escape. So he, uh, I think, uh, Sergeant Jane's kind of, you see a, a hand's kind of come up, like, from his chest and just, like, click the the button on his, his radio. And, and he's, like, getting crushed to death at this point, so I think it's just, uh, 
Mayday! Mayday! This is Sergeant Raymond James, 149th, in need of immediate backup! Uh, th there's silence on the other end, and then you hear Beth as she... She revs the engine, uh, in the car that she's been honking the horn on, and she steps on the gas, uh, aims straight at the creature, barrels into it, uh, with the never again protecting someone, so presumably knocking uh, Sergeant Jane's out of the way, um, and barrels straight into the flaming door. So Sergeant Jane's, as you, you call out for help, uh, you hear the car rushing for you as you see the jaws of the beast uh, wrapping around your entire vision. And then suddenly the, the arms jerk and you're, you're, you're let loose and you, you land in a heap on the ground and you just barely manage to, to clear the, the, the flash from your eyes as you see the beast just sort of caught on the, the bumper of the vehicle Beth has commandeered as it just steers straight into the burning building. There is a crash and then there is a loud roar and a loud uh, crumple as the entire building comes down on top of the vehicle. Beth, the beasts, the blight and all. And you are left all staring at the, the blazing building. About an hour later, after the blaze had died and the scene around the Legion headquarters had adopted the quiet of the graveyard it now was, you all attempted to pick through the rubble to see what had become of Beth. You all knew she couldn't have made it, but refused to accept that as truth until you unearthed the mangled shape of what remained of the car she had steered through the walls of the building. You left after that with heavy hearts, but also with the knowledge that nothing else had survived either. Her sacrifice had been a successful one. For the next several hours, you watch as the town regains its sanity and attempts to come to terms with everything that had happened, whilst you try to decide what your next step is. You've made up your mind that you have to get back east and let them know what's happening out here, and more importantly, that it can be stopped. When Jairus is approached by Sterling Abram, an elderly man who introduces himself as one of the last remaining adherents of the Order of the Red Sun. Sterling takes you back to his base at the Aquatics and Recreation Complex, where he arms you with what little energy he can offer your pendants and what supplies he's stocked up on. He's not confident it will get you all the way back to California, but you all agree that you have to try. And so, you prepare to leave town. The sun is setting the night before you finally leave Brandywine behind and make your mad dash across the country to do whatever you can to save the world from the blight and Jairus Hastings you make one last stop before you turn in for the night to get the rest you're going to need for your journey and that stop is as the sun sets illuminating it on a hill the grave of one Beth Waterman Jairus approaches the the tombstone you can kind of see that more dark in his eyes than previously he had a lot of hope before but he realizes that this was this was his his doing. He kneels down and just kind of says, "Beth, I this wasn't how it was supposed to go. I know that this is what we all signed up for, and I know this is what I signed up for. But 
It wasn't supposed to happen to you. You were the one that brought us all together. You, you helped me the most out of all of us. And yet I led you to your death. I... It should have been me. It shouldn't have been any of you. But... You were the one that, that should have come on with us. You should have been there. You faced the darkness more than us. You faced your own son and, and the state that he was in. I'm sorry that it had to end like this. And he kind of places his hand over the top of her name on the tombstone. And a light shines a bit. And he takes it off and there's a crest emblazoned on the top of her name. And it's the same crest that is around the... The necklace that Jairus is wearing, and the symbol of his order. He walks away with his head held low, and the sun sets. Your journey is long, and it's difficult. Every town you come upon is cursed as bad, if not worse, than Brandywine was. And then, about halfway through your journey, one close call cuts just a little too close. You all stand in the cellar of a building we don't recognize. This particular town has proven to be more than you can handle. Alex stands back to a strange device that is ticking with ominous intent. All around this room, we see shadowy creatures advancing, their claws sharp, their teeth bared. Sergeant Janes and Jarris, you are at the door out of the cellar, hoping Alec can join you, but for some reason, he seems to be uh, seems to be set on staying. What are you guys doing? You need to get out of here. Alec, you have to come with us. This is insane. I'm the only one who could set it off. The the, the creatures, they've they've destroyed the mechanism that I could have used to set it off remotely. It's not going to work. I have to stay here. Alec, this town might be lost. We gotta just go. We have to do everything we can help. If this is... If this is something I can do to help, I gotta do this. Sergeant Jane's kind of like eyes the uh, eyes the the encroaching danger and kind of looks at uh, Jarris and just kind of like Jarris, we we really gotta go. I I can't I can't lose just another like this. Not like this. This is insane. As you say that, uh, another couple monsters gets close to the device that Alex is defending. And Alec, you managed to use your, your, your martial arts to, to fend it off as Obelix leaps on top of another one. And then Obelix releases a extremely urgent bark that to you, uh, you Sergeant Janes and, and, and you Jairus, you almost feel like you can understand it. And it is a, a simple go. Jairus has his head held down and then starts to walk away. And uh, Sergeant Janes follows him in tow. As you leave, shutting and barring the door behind you, you, you hear more struggle from behind that door, and we go back to Obelix and um, Alec, and as you two hear the footsteps trail away, uh, Obelix jumps on another one of the shadows, and as the shadow claps beneath him, Obelix claws into it, and the clawing turns into a kneading, and Obelix just sort of lays down, closing both of his eyes, and he opens one eye to look at you, uh, Alec and goes, Well, can't say I'm too surprised you've gotten us both killed. But 
I'm something of a witness. You have any last words? You don't have to stay here with me. You can have left with them, too. <laughs> Not how this works. It's at that moment uh, we, we zoom out and we, we see the city. It, it is blurred by the darkness surrounding it. And there is a flash of light coming from the center and it is consumed by flames. Sergeant Janes and Jarrus, it's been a long road. You you both wear tattered clothes. Jarrus, your, your armor is dinged. You've long since given up any semblance of appearing normal and have just taken to wearing it the entire way because it's, you need to stay safe and it's really the only thing keeping you such. But according to Sergeant Janes' calculations, you should be approaching the edge of light-affected territory. And as you sit on the hood of the car at a Love's gas station, Sergeant James, you hear something that you haven't heard since long before you started this mission, and it is the the crackle of your 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 radio as as it begins to pick up some signal. Sergeant James grabs the radio and uh, kind of fills with it, and just like hello, hello, come come in. Is anyone there? You hear the static. Uh, some something's trying to come through, and it's it's. It's having difficulty, but as you fiddle with it and, and hone in on the signal, you, you catch a, a, a crackling message saying, Repeat. Hello. Anyone there? Repeat yourself. Repeat. Over. Jane's kind of like looks at um, uh, Jarris and kind of like grabs his attention. Yeah, yes. Hello. This is, uh, this is Sergeant Raymond Janes of the U.S. Army. Who is this? Over. Sergeant Raymond Janes, this is comms officer Ronald Lopez. R- repeat. This is Sergeant Raymond Janes. Over. Uh, affirmative. Over. What, what is the sit rep out there? We have we, we lost comms ages ago. We have not heard back from the, the rest of your squad. What what is the sit rep? Over. Jane's response. Uh, it's, situation is uh, n- not optimal. Uh, entire squad has been is KIA. Currently, find myself in um, somewhere near middle of Nevada. Over. Understood. What are the results of your mission? What is the status of the White House? Over. S- Status unknown. Helicopter went down before we made a landfall. Over. What is your current condition and heading? What are you currently attempting? Over. Currently attempting a return to base out of supplies and ammunition. Over. I'm sorry, soldier. That is a negative. Mission is still uncompleted and is vital to our nation's security. You are to turn around and finish your mission. Over. I think uh, Jane's kind of looks at Jairus for a second. Just, uh, I'm sorry, repeat that. Over. You are not to return to base. Gather what supplies you can where you are. We, you can send a, a helicopter to intercept your position, and but you cannot return to base. The status of the White House is of vital national importance. Over. Why do they need to know so much about this White House? It's a. Uh, it's where the. It's where the president live. And I don't. I don't know that we got the time for the history lesson here, officer. I. I am without any supplies whatsoever in the middle of Nevada desert. I need pickup if I'm going to be going anywhere from here. Over. Hold on for a second. Let me just pull up what I can. All right. Yeah. Uh, I will send over to your 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 sat nav. Uh, you still have that on you. Affirmative. I'll, I'll set a location for rendezvous. We are sending a, a chopper your way, and you can get and again on your mission. Copy. Over. Look out for that. Over and out. And uh, the, the, the line goes dead again, and you do in fact receive a uh, update on your sat-nav. Uh, the unfortunate bit is it's close to where you are, um, but it is in the opposite direction of where you're headed. Ah, God damn. All right, Jairus, look, they're 
They're sending me the other direction. The other direction? For for what? What do we what do we need to do? I mean They they've got me back heading back to Washington. Here. Um and he uh he grabs like the Atlas map they've been using to drive cross country and makes a few marks on it. He says, This is where you can find the base. Uh this road that we're on, if you just keep going through, uh, it'll take you into California, and then we'll just kind of follow it from here. And I'm guessing you're still bent on finishing your mission? It ain't a... I don't know that's a bent type of thing, but well, I gotta do what I gotta do, you know? <sighs> I know what you mean, but this this can't end well, and you know that, right? Yeah, I, I'm kind of getting that feeling, but hey, here's the deal. My, my mom and my papa are over in California back at that base, and the uh, last thing I want them to hear is a dishonorable discharge. I'm sure they'd prefer to just see you alive, but, well, are you sure you don't want me to go with you? Nah, you know more, but you're, you're, you're too important to, to be put into any more peril, my friend. You know more about what's going on than any of us. I just hope I can find anybody that has half the balls that you do. Well, that's the thing about the army is no lack of balls going around. Well, I guess I meant to say, I mean, there's really no one like you. Same for you, my friend. Alright, time to go make Uncle Sam proud. In the meantime, you, uh, you stay safe, alright? I'll see you when I get back. After... Much stop and go, much struggle, much trials, and finally escaping the blight, Jairus, uh, with the what you know and what you've seen, you are by some miracle allowed onto the military base, and you follow the directions that Sergeant Chains gave you before he went back into that storm. And you find your way to a little house along the road. You close the door, step out of the car, praying to whatever god you believe in that you don't have to be behind the wheel of another of these machines. And you make your way up the walking path and knock on the door. There is uh, a few seconds of noise from within the house until the door opens, revealing a man and a woman, probably in their early 70s, uh, and the man looks at you with a very perplexed look and just goes, Can I help you, Sam? Uh, m- Mr. Jaynes, uh, I've got some bad news about your son. 